Welcome to this podcast from The Clinical Teacher. I'm joined today by Ilya Schechter and Jill Sanko, who are both in Miami. Uh, this is Steve Trumbull and I'm in Melbourne, Australia. So welcome to the two of you and congratulations on your article, which is published in the December 2012 issue of The Clinical Teacher, and it's entitled A Patient Safety Course for Preclinical Medical Students. Now, Ilya, you're the first-named author on this paper. Would you be able to just uh, outline for us what you did and what you found? Um, what we did um, was we faced a challenge that we're trying to um, teach patient safety uh, knowledge, skills, and attitudes to medical students. And there is um, a body of literature out there um, that suggests that uh, students should be introduced uh, to patient safety concepts from the beginning of their medical school training. The challenge that we had is that um, it's hard to teach patient safety, per se, to students who don't have any clinical experience. So we've de- what we've done is we've designed a course for second-year medical students. So, uh, so in the United States, students don't really start their clinical training until the third year. So, so we did it for second-year medical students right before they start their third year, before they start um, working on the wards, that uh, imparts uh, these, these uh, patient safety messages. So we've uh, designed exercises that take into account that uh, these students have very little uh, clinical experience. So in addition to, um, to the lectures, we've done what we've called a um, room of horrors day where students go in into a patient room that's riddled with uh, patient safety hazards. What, what uh, sort of hazards and horrors did you choose? Um, some of them um, have to do with, let's say, chart errors. Some of them have to do with uh, physical hazards, such as um, overflowing sharps container. Uh, some of them had to do with, uh, with physical uh, hazards of the patient. Let's say the patient uh, is at risk of falling out, but the students are going to find out that um, the, the side rail is, um, is down. Um, the, uh, the patient might be uh, getting... Um, um, an ampicillin infusion, even though I uh, has a known um, um, penicillin allergy. allergy to penicillin, yeah. right? Um, so, so hazards like this, um, and so we have um, uh, we have a dozen of them or so, and and uh, so the students were uh, instructed to go into the room and look around and see what they find, and um, the the uh, they had a they had a notepad where they could record uh, all of the findings, and then we would, uh, you know, point out what they what they found and what they missed. Um, so it was um, uh, one activity. But uh, actually, one thing that I did notice they missed was that ninety-eight point six percent of the miss that the doctor's order was in um, ineligible, sorry, illegible handwriting, and that inappropriate abbreviations were used. So it shows right. that they've got so, a great tolerance for poor handwriting even before they be- begin their clinical years. Well, that and they may not uh, understand or they may not be familiar with all of the abbreviations yet, having not been in the clinical setting. And the idea of illegible handwriting may be something that they haven't experienced firsthand or they think is a running joke that all physicians have bad handwriting. So it may have been a, oh, this is a normal account and not something that we won't normally see. So even with preclinical students, you know you're going to have to train them one way or the other that they can't accept that uh, as being um, standard medical practice, I would have thought. Right. 
So I think this is a function. I think this is the reason why so many missed it is because it's a function of them being very early in their experiences in, in a clinical setting. Um, and also not having had the consequences of accepting an illegible order that got transcribed incorrectly and ultimately reached the patient. Mm. Uh, well, the risk is they'll be socialized to illegible handwriting being acceptable, I would have thought, unless you now actively uh, point that out to them, which is obviously one of the purposes of the exercise, to bring these things to their attention before they enter the, uh, the clinical environment. And, and uh, I think, Ilya, you, you also did another activity that besides the Room of Horrors, there was another interesting activity that you found effective. Um, yes, we, um, it was a team training, um, uh, team training activity. And what we did was um, we, we tried, um, again, to come up with a, uh, tried to teach patient safety concept in a non-clinical um, uh, setting. So what we did, we introduced we asked the students to put together um, a jigsaw puzzle. Um, so the one thing that was uh, interesting about the puzzle is that um, it was uh, what we we'll call a lenticular puzzle. That means that depending on um, you know where you stand, depending on the angle, you're going to see a different image. So um, the way we did it, um, was, let's say it was a 50-piece puzzle. And in the same room, we had um, about six teams, and each team um, had uh, a puzzle to put together. Um, but some of the puzzles were missing because they were given to the other teams. So, so basically, no team could put together their puzzle without collaborating with other teams in the room. So, so huge, really important lessons there, aren't there? You know, everything from the point of view that people have different perspectives and see things differently to that collaboration is necessary to solve the puzzle. It's uh, quite a powerful exercise. And, and they obviously evaluated it highly. Both aspects of the, of the course were, were, were well yes. evaluated. Yes, yeah, so, and we were able to, um, uh, to tease out the different aspects of uh, good teamwork, uh, such as leadership, uh, situational awareness, uh, delegation of tasks, um, in this in this exercise, just putting together a puzzle, and then we're able to draw parallels with the clinical setting. And then, so these two exercises, the Room of Horrors, where we focused on the um, awareness of the environment, um, and um, um, and the uh, and the puzzles, uh, where the focus of the teamwork. Then the next step, we brought um, students into a clinical simulation setting, uh, where they had to take care of a patient. Um, in um, in uh, respiratory distress, um, where they had to put together all of those skills and then build um, on their clinical knowledge um, to uh, take care of a, a simulated patient. So, and then they were, we were uh, debriefing them again on their situational awareness and their teamwork skills, in addition to their clinical management. And they certainly did seem to get a lot out of it. The, uh, the evaluation was very high, and they did seem to appreciate the challenge it provided, um, but also the realism that uh, the simulation facility afforded. Yeah, the, uh, we, we got really high marks um, uh, for, this, for this course. It really um, gave um, uh, the students you know, a feel um, for you know, what they know what they don't know, um, and uh, give them a, a taste of what's uh, to come when they start working on the wards. Fantastic. 
Well, congratulations to you both, and uh, thank you for speaking with us today. Um, the paper is certainly worth reading, so I would encourage our listeners to, uh, to go to the journal website and find the article. There's a lot in there for all of us. So thank you both very much, and um, all the best. Thank you, Steve. Thank you.